Hello again everyone. You're very welcome to another episode of the Spirit Channel podcast. I am your host, as always, the Zenith, and I'm very, very delighted to welcome you back. I hope you're enjoying the content that I've been putting out so far. Um, This podcast would be nothing without um, you, the listener, so I want to express my gratitude and my thanks for everyone who is tuning in, everyone who is listening, whether you're a repeat listener, whether you're listening to the first time. I do hope that um, the ideas and the concepts that I offer um, cause people to think and perhaps give a different view of looking at the world and hopefully the practices um, that I speak about will give people um, some ideas and hopefully they will put these practices into practice themselves and grow and develop themselves um, and begin to understand a bit more about why it is that we're here and ultimately what it is that we're doing. So with that out of the road, <clears throat> I want to um, talk about the subject of this episode, which is nothing. I um, I have nothing to say. I have nothing to offer and this podcast really is about nothing. This idea of nothing um, came to me earlier today. A um, bit of background. This time of year for me traditionally is a, a very extremely busy. Um, and um, the past few years have been very traumatic times of year for me um, due to a number of reasons. Uh, I've been... Um, hijacked around this time of year. I've been in a car crash this time of year. I've been very ill, extremely ill with a, um, I think it was swine flu a number of years back uh, at this time of year. And um, I've had to um, work through it all um, with have no time off. Um, so it, it's a very um, stressful time of year for me traditionally, but um it's also, as I said, a very, very busy time. Um, and those two things have <laughs> are not really conducive to each other. Um, being extremely busy and having a lot of uh, trauma and stress due to external factors. It has definitely provided me with a lot of uh, growth. Um, a lot of um, catalyst to process. Um, I wish it wouldn't um, and I, I don't know why sometimes that I've made it through um, these number of years um, but as I said this isn't really the, uh, the the subject of this podcast this podcast is about nothing um, and this time of year is, is a time of year where people um, not just me but or not just people um who do what I do, but everyone um, who who recognises this time of year, the December, um, the the Christian tradition of Christmas, um, which I think is now being expanded, um, I'm taken on board by by people who are not traditionally of the Christian faith. Um, it's kind of been rebranded a bit as uh, it's just the festive season, the festive holidays to be 
more inclusive of those of the non-Christian uh, denominations. Um, but traditionally, it's a it's a time um, where where most people are very busy. Most people um, will be very busy um, with gift buying, with gift sharing, with um, stocking up on um, of goods, um, goods, goods to eat. Um, not necessarily material goods or physical or presents. I already mentioned that, um, but it's also uh, certainly in the Western Hemisphere a a time when winter descends, and that's generally a time of darkness, long cold nights. So we see a rise then in um, in energy expenditure in spending a lot of um, a lot of people's income on trying to uh, maintain their, their 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 creature comforts their their warmth in their house electricity and stuff like that they more money is spent on on fuel for for vehicles automobiles so it's a very busy um, time of year as I said for for a number of reasons and also as I said just for myself for a whole host of reasons so this idea um, <clears throat> of nothing um, came to me today, and I guess it's it's a it's a concept of um, of nothing really. Um, I'm, try- <laughs> I'm actually trying to flesh this out because I really don't have nothing to to say about this. I really have nothing. I I do have something, but um, I haven't really thought it out. But like let's let's just go with it. I guess what I'm trying to get at here is, as I said, people are so busy. I'm so busy. Um, it's a very stressful time. A, a whole lot, lot of going on. There's a lot of human activity. So I, I'm trying to say, what is the opposite of that? What is the opposite of, of busyness, of, uh, uh, of, of, um, of accumulation? Um... And I guess that's 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 nothing, isn't it? It's nothing. What would happen if um, if nothing happened at this time of year? What happened if um, there was nothing going on at this time of year? If all was quiet, if all was still? Uh, this would obviously be the complete opposite to what is normally happens at this time of year, as I said, for... Um, those in the Western Hemisphere um, and all over the world. I'm not just meaning this the Western Hemisphere, but the Western Hemisphere, as I said, due to um, seasonal patterns, due to weather conditions, is is something a bit different. But not not just in the Western Hemisphere. Um, people all over the world who, as I said, um, celebrate this time of year. Um, are obviously very busy in, in their own ways too, um, with the the reasons that I mentioned. So, as I said, all over the world, just not just here. What what would it like to 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 have nothing happening? To have the opposite of this here of this um, very consumer driven. Um, Oh, I can't even remember what I was going to say. Very consumer-driven 
um, active time of year where, where not only just consumerism, but there's a lot of um, a lot of charity in that uh, in that act of of gift um, giving. Um, there's a lot of charity goes on, you know, to to help people who are vulnerable, people who are homeless, and um, people who have without. Um, people and children who who don't have uh, the money to be able to afford gifts or children who perhaps are in foster homes who who don't have gifts so there's obviously a lot of charity going on too but as i said this is also another aspect of this busyness so i want to remove that whole thing and ask what is it like or what would it be like to 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 have nothing going on at this time of year absolutely nothing quiet stillness but I want to expand that a bit further and suggest then not just at this time of year but at most time of years what would it be like then for this nothingness this absolute stillness and I don't mean just the the quieting down of uh, the the busyness of traffic the people stocking up on uh, goods, foods you know, drinks, um, the, the 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 rise in people um, buying buying goods for gift sharing and gift receiving, rise in energy and um, prices, all, all stuff. Anyway, whatever you can think of at this time of year that may affect your own home country. Imagine none of that happened, but it was not just a normal. Um, a normal month of the year. It was not just an ordinary month of the year where nothing special celebrated. I don't want to, um, for you, the listener, to think that, um, to get into their mind that it was just an ordinary month. I want to remove that entire concept that there was absolutely nothing happening. Imagine that uh, you simply lived somewhere where there absolutely nothing happened. There was nothing happened. There was no... Um, traffic, there was no um, shops, there was no supermarkets, there were no exchanging of good gift bang, there were just absolutely nothing that there was nothing like this. What would that be like? What would it be like to live in an environment like that? When we think about this time of year, um, or it may not be this time of year. Maybe in your home country, you have a different uh, tradition, a different uh, tradition at a different time of year. And that time of year and that tradition is is also equally busy and causes a great deal of stress and a lot of um, perhaps money or goods changes hands. Um, think about that perhaps. What would happen if all that was taken away? All of that, and it brings a lot of stress, doesn't it? It brings a lot of stress into our lives when we try to 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 make things perfect for this special event, this special occasion, this special time of year. What would happen if that didn't exist? What would happen if um, none of that existed? How much more simpler life would be? Do you think life would be simpler? Would you find it um, life w- was a lot less hectic? Would you find that um, um, 
season, this event, this special time, but you certainly could do without all of the the mumbo-jumbo, the stress, the accumulated um, headaches that, that go with this, this mad rush this for, for consumer goods, this consumer-driven um, time. But do you think perhaps that um, it was a good thing because um, the way we currently um, operate in our current societal um, thinking, our current societal patterns, is far removed from the traditions of that special time, that festive time. Would you think it was worth it? Would you find it might be a simpler life? Now I want you to expand that further and consider what if not only that that time did not exist or or that consumer driven um, normal everyday life didn't exist but none of it existed whatsoever. That there were, you had nothing at all. That not only did you not um, be caught up in that cycle of consumerism, that cycle of um, rush, of, uh, of 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 spending, of um, exchange of of wealth, of material goods. Not only on this special occasion, but on your everyday life. Expand that further and say, what if none of that existed? What if you had absolutely none of that? What if you had nothing at all? What if you had no possessions? What if you had no wealth? What if you had nothing? Now, you may consider probably the first thing you may think of, well, I would be very poor then. I would be nobody. I would be very poor. And I guess this is a natural thought, isn't it? It's a natural thought due to the system that we currently have in place. Um, I don't know about you. Certainly it's not all over the world, but certainly most of the world, in some form or another, operates under a capitalist system where it seems to be uh, whoever accumulates the most wealth um, is considered um, a success in life Um, every person for themselves but this creates great inequality doesn't it the rich get richer the poor get poorer and as I said we're we're kind of judged on how much wealth that we have what type of house that we live in what type of car that we drive what clothes we wear, um, what food that we eat, um, what type of job that we we do. And these are all traits and are all um, aspects of a capitalist society. And this is what we normally think when we think of having nothing. But surely this shouldn't be the way it is. If we come into this world with nothing and we leave this world with nothing, then what good is the accumulation of wealth 
the accumulation of physical goods. I guess a lot of people take pride in their vehicle, their, their, their new car. People drive a new car every so often, but sure, it might look nice. It might be nice to drive, but a year or two down the line, there's a newer model of that car released that has newer fancy features, that has newer sleeks, sleeked cars, new fancy lights or whatever on it. So really, at the end of the day, you know, is it really healthy to be attached and is it really healthy to, to take pride um, and to be moved I guess and almost worship your your vehicle and this can apply to, to anything at all, it can apply to a new set of clothes, it can apply to a new pair of trainers, sneakers it can apply to um, maybe a, 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 moder- a, a makeover you've given to your house it all fades after a while, doesn't it? It all um, begins to seem a bit normal, a bit bland after a while. And then when you see someone else who has purchased something new, you kind of cast a bit of an envious eye over that newness. But this is the, a symptom of society that we live in. We're always chasing the next new thing. We're always um, being being sold this idea that, you know, news based. Um, we should always strive for the latest gadget. The latest perfect example is, is our phones, our modern phones. We change our phones every year, every two years, every three years. You know, and um, if we don't have the latest um, phone, the latest iPhone, the latest Samsung phone, then um, we can largely feel that uh, we're missing out. So I want you to imagine a world without all of that. Maybe not even a world without all of that, but what if you yourself had none of that? What if you had none of that? Sure, I guess, as I said at first, you would feel poor. You would feel inadequate. Well, most of you would anyway. Perhaps some of you would. I would hope perhaps that at least some people who listen to this podcast would understand what I'm saying. That don't fall into that trap of consumerism, of, of judging uh, how successful they are in life by the accumulation of physical wealth and physical goods. So, but I think after a while, don't you think that not having anything would be a relief? You would feel as if a burden is lifted. You would feel that a weight has been removed from around your neck. Because you see, with the removal of everything that you own, then you have nothing to worry about. You don't have any bills to think about. There are no repayments to keep up on. There's no job to to stress or worry about, no deadlines to make, no start and stop times, no uh, stress about... um, the, the the nature of your work the the um whatever it is that you do for a living um to to potentially to to get that workload done to get that workload in to get those papers filed um to get those appointments uh, made or received and get them checked off to have to worry about how much money you've got coming in this month to have to worry about whether your your salary is 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 adequate enough to to cover your outgoings 
you don't have to worry then about um, whether something needs fixed. You don't have to worry then about um, what state or disrepair your, your house is in. So you can see that having nothing is actually a liberation. It's a liberation of all um, stress in a way. We could just live a simple life if we had a roof over our head and food to eat away from all of the pressures, away from all of the stresses of modern society. And this is why people, obviously this is this is why people do it, but there's, there is a better point here, why people go away on holiday. When people go on holiday, and generally it's a sunny holiday, now you may not be um, someone who, who goes on a sunny holiday, you may be someone who um, prefers a, a, a winter holiday, but the concept is the same. If you're going for a relaxing holiday, you're going away from all them stresses, all those strains of modern life. You're simply at peace because you're in an environment where largely you don't have to do anything. You are have your generally people will, will take a, an all-inclusive holiday in which meals are cooked for them in which meals are served for them where um they do not have to go out and um, purchase um something to to drink where they simply order a drink and it's presented to them so in a way they can just spend their day simply relaxing simply relaxing simply doing something that they enjoy because they are in a situation they are an environment where all of those stresses all of those pressures of modern life have evaporated from their lives but it's only for a short period of time because that week or those two weeks um and and unfortunately we have to return to our modern crazy hectic stress-filled life so simply imagine a situation where as long as you had a roof over your head you had food to eat um that you didn't have to worry about anything that you had a nice warm bed to go to and you did not have these stresses and strains of modern lives what would you do what would you do with your life now that you had none of that in your life it may seem an alien concept you may think oh i'm so bored but if we remember in the last podcast of anyone who listened to this here that i talked about the value of stillness and silence and how we have been conditioned to constantly be um on the move on the go uh, our attention spans are so short are um pulled in so many different directions um, that we don't really take the time to to appreciate our own thoughts to have a long conversation with ourselves and so i think that after a while we would begin to get used to this 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 idea this way of living imagine potentially being in a community of people like that where Perhaps it was just an environment where everyone uh, had some sort of responsibility for, for the maintenance or some sort of job or task to, to, to keep this little community going where everyone was a community, everyone shared, everyone looked after each other, 
everyone took the time to to cook the meals to to mend the the houses to to sweep the floors while the rest of the community was at ease was at leisure how relaxing would that be would you not then have plenty of time then to yourself to to consider the bigger questions in life that we don't get to do in our crazy hectic modern filled life but we not get to um consider our lives and what it is that truly we wanted and what it is that we truly made it happy i think one of the the greatest um pluses or positives that came out of uh, the first worldwide lockdown that happened during this uh, coronavirus was that people were forced to um those people who were locked down that is people were forced to um to spend time in their house they 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 were told they shouldn't um commute anywhere they shouldn't um travel anywhere for recreational purposes to parks to to mountains or anywhere there was certainly um no commuting to work um there was no um public facilities open there were no entertainment there was no restaurants there was no concerts there were no cinemas there were no gyms there were no um baths there were no um swim pools there were no beaches there were there were there were no were open to to for public um to to spend their time so people then were were largely forced to to spend time in their own to spend time in their own environment and it gave people then a chance to to reflect on lives because they did not have that stress of commuting of potentially bills to pay of 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 buying or or going to to supermarkets and seeing you know uh, what what are I let me just clarify that it does not mean to say that people did not need to to shop and buy food of course that that happened what i'm trying to suggest is that a lot of the stress from modern life was taken away you know there were um no real appointments to keep you couldn't really travel anywhere um you couldn't really um there, there was no stress of having to work and come home and to try and think about cooking a meal or or do a dinner i'm sure there was a lot of stress for people with families you know who had to homeschool but even that there um uh, was largely evaporated I certainly seen how it was because as I said I I was not locked down and I was in and amongst communities and I seen um children um taken out of education systems because these education systems were no longer in use and children were were largely out in the streets out in their local neighborhoods I seen children um playing with chalk playing with hula hoops um playing old old sort of uh old fashioned um interests and hobbies and activities that had been largely missing from modern society because today's society is a very technological society and children due to a lack of time to to do these interests and hobbies um were or or certainly did not have the time to spend with their parents were largely thrust in front of um screens tablets um ipads things like that there 
So it was a beautiful sight to see children um, drawing and chalking on grounds, um, etching out and uh, making um, like um, those games. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know what they'd be called in your country. Ax axiosis, we call them here, or hopscotch. Um, making swings and stuff like that, and playing, you know, games. Um, where, they, where one children would hide and the other children would seek and things like that there. It gives parents then a, a chance to, to relax and take a break from, from the hecticness of modern society. And it did give people a chance to reflect upon their lives, to reflect on what exactly it was that made them happy. Because the, 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 the way that we operated in normal society um, was shut down. It was stopped, and it was a largely a positive thing. Environment flourished, wildlife flourished, pollution was down, and it was a simpler way of life for most people. So what would it be like if we could have that simpler way of life most of the time? We could spend more time contemplating our lives, more time contemplating uh, the, the bigger situations in life, the bigger questions in life. We wouldn't have to worry about materialism or physical goods. We would find then after a while that these things no longer captivated us, that held our interest. We would probably become a more tolerant, loving, patient communities, patient people. Um who did not think about having to succeed in the rat race. There are all many, many different ways in which I could take this podcast. Um, you know, I think that a um, hundred different ways, the tentacles from this um, this line of thinking could spread out in so many ways. One thought that came to me there is that due to the stresses and strains of, of modern day working, of the, from can we get two two of those days off per week in order to to relax and thing and generally due to the stresses and strains we we certainly quite a lot of people um blow out or have a blowout um they overindulge on alcohol some people take recreational drugs and obviously because of the 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 side effects of these these generally have a negative impact upon the person who is consuming them or the persons and the larger society uh, or society at large but again this is not particularly the fault of of individuals it's generally down to the way that we function as a society the way that we are currently living and as i said if we could take a step back from all of that if we could go back to the the state of mind the state of consciousness should i say that we find ourselves within during the first world first worldwide lockdown. If we could expand that and take it further and do away with a lot of the stuff that we think is necessary in society, we would find that stress evaporates, that um, pent up emotions are no longer there. We would find that we become a more tolerant, patient, loving society. In Buddhism. They have a very great saying that attachment is the root of all suffering. And 
This is why in Buddhists or Buddha's philosophy, they have no attachments. They work towards, um, they work towards um, a state where they have no attachments, no attachment to anything. Because you see, when you're holding on to something, you have something to defend, you have something to lose. So it is natural for you want to want to keep that and so therefore causes stress. You have physical goods, you have material goods, you have um, things that you want to do, things that you want to buy. So perhaps you have to work harder, you have to cut down on, on things that you like in order to things, um, in order to uh, save up for, for that two weeks of that 365 day year. Um, those two weeks um, or four weeks out of that 52 week year those five working days out of seven days so we find that uh, we have a lot of attachment we have a lot of stress due to this and as I said the Buddhist philosophy the Buddhist way is to recognize that this is the root of all our suffering that we have attachments that we have attachments to too many things and so their philosophy is to get rid of the attachment because once you get rid of the attachment to 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 things to to not only material concepts but to uh, or material goods but to concepts we have attachment to our past we live in the past we have regrets i should have done this i shouldn't have done that that happened it it has left me angry it has left me sad these are still attachments we have attachments to the future too we talked about this in our last podcast we have attachments what if can this happen will this happen is this going to happen i want this to happen i don't want this to happen this is attachments to situations that have not yet happened and so it's not only our materialistic, capitalistic society, our drawing, our attachment to, to physical goods, but it's a mental attachments too that cause us to um, have a lot of stress. It cause us to seek outlets for this stress in, in, in different ways, whether it's recreational drugs alcohol some people do not go down that some people uh, go to the gym work out to to um, to release those pent-up emotions um, and again that's obviously not as harmful but it still does not resolve the situation you still will have attachments and so I guess what I'm trying to get at is here if we can imagine a world without attachments if we can imagine ourselves without attachments if we can recognize this idea that attachment to anything at all causes our suffering it shortens our lifespan as well because stress anger anxiety these are all um, lower vibrations they are not helping us to have a thriving healthy life they are pulling us down they are shortening our lifespan 
We would find then if we had no attachments, if we led a simpler life, if we give more time then to the bigger questions in life, if we thought about our reasons for being here, who we are, who we who we were before this, how did we get here, where are we going, what is our purpose for here, who made us? We would have more time for that one, we would have more time for each other, we would lead a, a simpler life. A more healthy, a more expanded life, a life more in touch with nature. We seem to be going the opposite way of this. We seem to think that um, uh, due to, to, to the powers that be, um, that the way forward is a great reset of the way that we that we do things. It does not seem to, to take into account these questions. It does not seem to take into account why is our societies like this? Why are, is our system broken? Why does it always seem to involve money? Why does it seem to involve um, technology? Why does it seem that our solutions are, are at odds with our natural environment, with nature itself? Why do we not seem to take into consideration these um, thoughts? We seem to ignore these. We seem to think that um, the the simple life is not the way forward, that that is the, the way of the past, that uh, if we build better machines, that if we make more efficient machines, that if we have better technology, that if we um, create machines that um, are smaller, more compact, that do more, um, and have one machine replace five, six, seven others, that we have a machine that uh, takes away a lot of our, our, our daily chores, that this is the solution, to, to our lifestyles um, but it does not take into account those um, feelings of attachment those those, those deep seated feelings that our current way of living has brought upon us we don't seem to take into account that our current path is does not seem to be healthy. It may sound great, this great reset. It may sound like, you know, these people are talking sense. But as I say, when we look at the Buddhist tradition and we look at how at peace most of those people are, how serene most of those people are, that way of life, that life without attachments, then surely this is the way that we should be um, aiming for. Surely, if we give up our physical goods, if we strive towards a, a life of, of uh, community, of relying upon each other, of cutting back and slowing down our lifestyles, and it can be done. We were shown that it can be done inadvertently during this first great global lockdown. 
We were shown that that way can lead to a better life, but it does not seem to be that that is the life or the way that uh, these people who um, determine the way societies um, and countries and the world operates have in mind for us. But if we scale back and stopped and slowed down and stop coveting and desiring our material goods, stop living in the past, being in the future, instead just lived in the now, surely we would find we would be happier then. We would be happier with less. We could spend that time thinking more on the bigger questions in life. We could examine Well, I don't have all this stress in my life. I don't have this cluttering my head. I don't have this to worry about or this to to take care of. That's all gone now. My simple needs are met. Surely we could then sit down and go, well, what is it that truly makes me happy? What is it that I'm actually doing here in this life right now? Who am I? Where did I come from? What was I before this? Where am I going after this, this body? Who made all of this? Is there a God? As I said in the last podcast, we've become so divorced from um, these answers due to a lack of silence, a lack of stillness in our current societies, in our current evolution, that we no longer are able to to hear these answers, large parts of us anyway. But yeah, these answers are always around. If we could cut out all of this um, hectic modern lifestyle, we could then get in touch with ourselves, get in touch with that inner voice, that inner being, that inner you that is in that this world that we think is everything is merely a microcosm of the macrocosm of all creation, of all existence. And that there are countless beings who are out there waiting and ready to get in touch with us. If only we would listen if only we would take the time to start delving inside ourselves and listening to to the response that we get we would begin then to understand that we are more than just this body that's in front of us we are more than just what science and our religions have led us to believe that we are just a material body um, and that there does not appear to be a, a state of existence after this physical body dies, a consciousness is limited to, to the brain, that the only way to your maker in regards to religions is through your appointed or anointed um, holy person 
we would begin to understand that we, each and every one of us, are priests, are anointed, holy people, that we are more than just this physical body. And we can access these higher states, these higher realms, these higher beings, these whatever you want to call them, that they are available to each and all. And we could then get back in contact. We could then retune ourselves to pick up the frequency of creation itself, which is always there at all times. We could live a more fulfilling, true life. The reason why earthly goals do not satisfy, the reason why when you think that you've achieved your your goals, whether it's accumulation of money, whether it is a a better physical figure, whether it is your 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 your, your plastic surgery upon your face, your whatever the case may be, your your workout, your 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 job, your nice car, your your yacht, whatever it is, the reason why these goals don't satisfy is because they are earthly goals. They are limiting goals. They are not what your soul wants. Your soul wants unity, reconciliation. And this is at odds with how our modern society tells us that what we should aspire to and what we should want and our mind and our ego crave and covet. And so this is why the Buddhist philosophy of non-attachment to all things is and works is a fantastic philosophy because as I said it allows the slowing down it, it removes that need to get caught up in the rat race the the <clears throat> the rush to 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 aspire to be better it allows time to contemplate to meditate to bring up that inner peace that inner calm it then can allow you to reconnect as I said with everything that's already been there it's not that it has evaporated it's not that it was never there it's not that it was lost it's just that we have forgotten it we have forgotten how to, to do it, how to connect, how to get in contact with it. It is always there at all times. It is just us who have forgotten. It is our attachments in society to everything. It is our outstretched hands. It is our reluctance to let go. It is our fear of losing the the world we have created, the life that we have created, that is the cause of our suffering, that is the cause of our mental blockages, that is the cause of our shutting out of our natural way of being. And make no mistake about it, this lifestyle of non-attachment, of reconnection, is our natural state of being. So I want you to think about that. I want you to think about what it is in your life that 
you think is making you happy, that you think will make you happy. Think about not having anything. Think about how you would feel about having all of that stress taken away from you. All that property, all that accumulation of stuff wiped out. And you no longer have to deal with it anymore. You no longer have to, to look at it. It's like a it's like a cluttered attic, isn't it? A cluttered storage room where you look at it and go, oh, how can I ever deal with this? Look at all of this stuff. I would love to get rid of it, but I'm afraid to. Imagine that was done for you. Imagine someone or something came along and wiped it all out in a heartbeat. Sure, at first you would be uh, dismayed, brokenhearted, devastated. But after a short while, you begin to realise, I never needed it anyway. It was useless. I never was getting round to doing it. I didn't need any of it. Now that it's gone, I don't have to worry about it anymore. So I want you to think about that in your own life. What is it that you're holding on to? What attachments have you got? What is it that you think is making you happy or will make you happy? Why is it there or what is it that that, uh, that is going on in your life that you're constantly living in the past? Can you not shut that off? Stop living in the past? Wipe that clean? It's done, it's gone, it's no longer it's no longer relevant. It can't be changed. The future hasn't happened yet. It may never happen. You can't alter it. So forget about that too. So try as much as you can. Let this be a a goal. Let this be a a journey. Let this be a step-by-step process of removing those attachments. They're like thorns. They have their hooks in you. Of undoing those hooks. Of removing those thorns within you. And remove those attachments. And remember that attachment is the root of all suffering. And when we do not have attachments, we do not have stress, we do not have suffering. It frees us up to reconnect, to lead a simpler lifestyle, to start asking the bigger questions, to start living who we truly are meant to be, to start living a more positive, life-affirming, happier lifestyle. And then, as I said, ultimately allows us to reconnect it allows us to reconnect to who we are truly meant to be to reconnect with those who are ever there ever knocking ever waiting ever eager to show us the way and as i said once you go down that route you will find that that is life fulfilling that is what really means something That is what your soul has been craving. And so, I hope that you found this useful. I hope that this has given you some ideas. I hope that you begin or start to put a plan into action to start removing attachments to your life. Look up YouTube videos. I watched one there um, the other night. People who have lived off the grid who have removed themselves from modern society, who live an eco lifestyle, who have created their own um, small shack or eco shack or eco house, who are living in a community of people who have given up on the modern life. 
people who have taken themselves off to um, deserted islands or maybe not quite deserted islands but you know largely non-inhabited islands and say to yourself well maybe not say to yourself but see how that would feel how does that feel for you knowing that that could be a lifestyle that or, or, or wondering would that be a lifestyle that you would like maybe not to that extremes but to largely get rid of attachments and start thriving start being more positive start expanding and being who you were truly meant to be start living in alignment with yourself and so I want to thank you once again for joining me for another episode it is always a pleasure it is just an absolute thrill to be able to do this for you it warms me so much it gives me so much inspiration so much happiness and so much fulfillment especially for me at a very traumatic stressful busy time of year to know that you're listening in and that you're hopefully liking the material that i put out i've started to um upload these to to youtube and um, i'm going to put them to some nice visualizations so maybe that might be something that you you prefer to to look at um to watch every now and again while you're listening so if that's something you would like to do be free to or feel free to to, to have a look at my youtube channel um i'll put links in as ever the the spiel and to obviously the youtube channel and to anything that i've written on the blog that speaks to this podcast but for now i'm the zenith and this has been another episode of the podcast of the spirit channel